Thank you, Mina, for helping us to reflect on the spirit through your special uh, music. Today we heard uh, St. Paul uh, in his letter to Corinthians. And I was meditating on St. Paul and what he uh, went through uh, in his life. Uh, after meeting Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, St. Paul realized that he was not alone. He realized that, ah, there is a spirit. The spirit is with me. Spirit guides me, empowers me, shows me, and helps me understand who Jesus was, what life was all about, what faith was. Until then, St. Paul, what controlled St. Paul was the law, goodness. He followed, he tried to follow what was good. He tried to follow what the law said. That was guiding principle. And he was good at it. And he was a good man. But first time when he started following Jesus, he realized that there's a whole different world. That's the world of the spirit. It's not just what I reason rationally. It's not just what I think in my brain. It is not just what I see in the law and then follow it. There is a stronger power. That is not visible, but this power guides him, leads him, and opens the do a door for him. He was foreign to the spirit until then. He was a good man, but he was foreign to the spirit. But when he met Jesus Christ, he first time, the world of spirit opened up for him. I hope that that's what happens to all of us, the spiritual world. Our life is not just about following what is good, what is legal, what, is, what the law says, but our life mysteriously is guided by the spirit and empowered by the spirit. That's why St. Paul said this, in today's passage. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So knowing Jesus is through the help of the Spirit. You can never know Jesus with your own cerebral activity, with your own reasoning. It's not rational conclusion. Believing in Jesus, knowing Jesus, and understanding him, that's all work of the Holy Spirit. Unless God reveals himself to us through the Spirit, we can never know 
Jesus. So knowing Jesus or believing in Jesus is a totally different process from knowing other things. So don't uh, be misguided. Knowing Jesus isn't just because you have you read lots of books or you uh, have lots of knowledge about the world and about yourself and about things in the world. That doesn't mean that you will be able to know Jesus. It is only, it's a totally different process of knowing Jesus. It is the spirit who helps you to know Jesus. The spirit is with us. The spirit is given to us. The spirit guides us to go beyond our personal limitations. Even before he met Jesus Christ, even before the spirit, Paul was a great man, very successful man. He was at the cream of the crop. And then he uh, was very successful. But only through the spirit, he made this kind of profound impact on humanity, on history. 2,000 years later, we are still talking about St. Paul and his writing. And his writings became canon, word of God. I mean, it's amazing the, the things that he did. But it, it was because of the Spirit, not because of his own ability and capability. The Spirit guided him to go beyond his limitations. That's what spirit does. The spirit gives us more understanding than what we can acquire through our intellectual process. Spirit, spirit opens our eyes so that we can see beyond our mundane living, mundane living. I mean, during this COVID period, what we do is very limited, same routine over and over, repetition, one repetition after another. We are doing the same thing and over. Life can be quite boring and dull, but with the spirit, you always find excitement. Even though you are doing the same thing on the surface, but deep inside, there is much more uh, things are going on and you get excited about life. You find purpose and meaning in life, even though you may not necessarily do something different from what others do, but what you're going through in you is a very different. Spirit makes life exciting, amazing, deeper understanding of reality, of who I am, what I want to do. With the Spirit, we can see amazing things in life. And life becomes very interesting. The spirit empowers us so that we can deal with challenges, which I used to, we used to give up so easily. But now somehow challenges come, we have this empowerment to be able to deal with our challenges. 
The Spirit gives us new strength when there's no strength left within us. When we, with the Spirit, we, we get this new strength and then we soar like an eagle with this new strength. Spirit brings miracles and wonders. Life is full of wonders and amazement when the Spirit is with us. Every day is filled with excitement. About our existence, about our existence, our body, our mind, and our soul, the Spirit heals our body, mind, and soul. When the when, when the Spirit is with us, with us, our body restores itself and finds, it, it comes alive, finds new breath, new equilibrium about our body. And when Spirit is with us, our mind finds peace, calmness, and this calm confidence we don't know where it comes from, but we have this calm confidence. Our mind finds this peace. When the Spirit is with us, our soul is so revived and it is free from the bondage. We used to be bound by something that we don't know exactly. We used to be bound, but when the Spirit is with us, we are free from this bondage and we fly with freedom. That's what spirit does. And St. Paul calls that gifts of God. How well he expressed that. These are gifts of God. God gave us gifts through the spirit so that our life becomes alive our life becomes filled with excitement, joy, amazement. And so that is a gift of God. And there are many different gift, uh, gift boxes uh, uh, in front of us, but not one person has them all. These gift boxes are distributed accordingly to different people. But together, we have them all. Each person receives different gifts, but together as a community, we have them all. All these gifts are available to all of us. So when I look at each person, each person is so unique and distinct. And I appreciate that. No one is the same. Everyone has a very unique ability, unique character, unique habit, unique personality, and unique ability. I really love that because we are, we are so unique. I honor that. I respect that. And we should do that. We should uh, uh, respect each one's uniqueness rather than coercing them to be like us. We just appreciate what they have, what they can offer.
And that's, that's what spirit does. To each person, knowing their uniqueness, spirit gives unique gift. To each person, unique gift. So they, they can thrive. So in that sense, each gift is very beautiful and precious. In his letter today, he uh, lists some uh, beautiful gifts of the Spirit. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. How wonderful wisdom. That's a wonderful gift, right? To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of the spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. So there's a miracle and prophecy and knowledge and wisdom. All these gifts are given. Beautiful gifts. And, but these are not the exhaustive list of St. Paul, of the gifts. Because in other letters, he talks about other gifts too. So I'm, I don't think Paul is just putting down all the gifts possible by the Spirit because there's too many to mention. There's so many more gifts than what you see in the, uh, Paul's letters. Gift of empathy, gift of generosity, gift of hospitality, gift of leadership, gift of organization, gift of sharp insights, gift of, gift of uh, encouragement, gift of sharing the good news, gift of prayer, gift of music and praise, gift of giving inspiration. I narrated all these gifts. Why? Because I see them in my own congregation. I see them in all of you, these gifts. That's why I uh, narrated all these gifts for you. Individually, I do not have them all. But together as a community, we have them all. We are all benefited by these gifts. And it's almost like we have those gifts. I mean, I play beautifully uh, the music for us to be able to reflect. And our praise team beautifully led praise. I mean, through your gifts, you blessed us so that we can experience the inspiration. We are benefited. So we use that gift to benefit each other. So as a whole congregation, we have all these gifts with us. The key is we have to use these gifts for each other. That's why St. Paul said, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good, for the common good. We cannot be selfish about our gifts. We have to share our gifts for each other and we can benefit each other through our gifts. We can edify each other through our gifts. But in, but in return, 
we get edified. You may not have a gift of healing, but those who have a gift of healing can heal me. You may not have gift of encouragement, but through the people who have gift of encouragement, we get encouraged. You may not have a gift of knowledge and wisdom, but through the people who have gift of knowledge and wisdom, you understand about life, about faith, about God. So by sharing all these gifts, we benefit each other. So when we start sharing our gifts willingly for the common good, this community will become really, really blessed to experience and to see the manifestation of all these gifts. So in that way, we go beyond ourselves. Let's go beyond. With my gifts, if I use it only for myself, I stay where I am. But all other gifts when benefit me, I go beyond myself through the gifts of other people. So we all help each other to go beyond ourselves through the community. So let me concretely uh, say what we need to do first. We need to all be filled with the Spirit. And then when you hear the word, filled with the Spirit, what is that? How can you be filled with the Spirit? Do you have to go to revival service? Or do you have to uh, experience some kind of electricity? Or, uh, or you know, something, uh, what do we do to be filled with the Spirit? And sometimes you may feel it. Sometimes you don't feel it. The Spirit does not necessarily always work with the feeling. How do we be filled with the Spirit? Simple. Ask God to be filled with the Spirit, and God will fill you with the Spirit. You may not even realize, you may not even know it, but God will fill you with the Spirit. That's what Jesus taught us. He said, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So just ask that God will give the Spirit. The reason we don't receive the Spirit is because we don't ask. When we ask, God gives us the Spirit. So first, this congregation has to be filled with the Spirit. Second, after you ask for being filled with the Spirit, you have to explore your unique gifts. It's like finding your own uniqueness. Ask yourself, what are you good at? What do you feel compelled to do? What are you passionate about? What stands out in your life? Just carefully look at your own life. You don't need to look at other people's lives. You don't need to have other people's gifts, your own gifts. The Spirit knows more than you know yourself. So Spirit knows what the gifts you need. And so, so Spirit put that gift within you 
And we need to discover, sometimes because of our greed, because of our disappointment in life, and sometimes we are so sucked into this worldly uh, culture, these gifts are buried. But, you know, take the dust out and see what's in you, that unique, precious gift that you have. Explore that. Find that. It's like a treasure hunt. That is how you live unique life. Your own authentic living. That's how to think critically about yourself. Instead of just uh, going along with uh, what, uh, uh, what other people uh, do, find your own path. Find your own unique way of living. So discover your own gift. And sometimes some people receive more gifts than others. I agree. I, I admit, some people are more gifted than others. Yes, true. But it doesn't matter how many gifts you have. It's not about quantity. What is important is what unique gift that each person has. Don't arbitrarily choose, oh, I like to have that gift, so I'll just, uh, don't arbitrarily choose uh, by looking at uh, what's going on, on the surface, but wait and see what spirit guides you and reveals to you and find that gift. So ask first to be filled with spirit. Two, find your own, own unique gifts. Three, once you find that gift, use it for the common good. Use it for others. Don't keep it to yourselves. If you use them, the gift becomes sharpened. And then it's not just you are sharpening it. Somehow the gift becomes sharpened. You become better at it and then tremendously better at it. Once you start using your gifts, your gifts become sharpened. And when you start using your gifts for others, you'll find true meaning and purpose in life. Sometimes it's not always easy. It's not always easy living out your gifts, using your gifts. Sometimes it's burdensome and you feel heavy. But deep inside, you'll find deep joy of using those gifts for your life because you find meaning and purpose. When you start using those gifts for each other, this community will be able to enjoy the gifts tremendously, abundantly. And this community becomes abundant and blessed. So together, even in the family too, there are different gifts in the, when you look at children and when you look at in the family, there are different gifts. Just honor them and let them, encourage them, let them use those gifts. Then their family will be blessed family. In the same way, in the congregation as a whole, when you uh, honor and then encourage each other's gifts and uh, compliment them and then help them uh, grow, then whole community becomes blessed. So your family will be blessed, you will be blessed, and your community will be blessed. And in that sense, that is a gift of God. God has given us the gift through the Spirit. May you find your gift and may you bless each other with these special gifts of God.
Ernst. 